Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're creating nerdy tunes, we've got you covered. Nerdy FM is the Nerdy Show Network's nerd music podcast hosted by me, Mark with a C. We feature the best in geek rock, nerdcore, comedy, VGM, and every genre in between. The biggest artists alongside awesome up-and-comers with rare tracks, exclusive live recordings, and a massive archive to keep you rocking the nerd world over. Tune in exclusively through the Nerdy Show Network. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. And I could fly on the wings of a bird. And he, you know, I don't need to sing passion. We were talking about passions earlier, which is really <laughs> literally over a decade later, more interesting than All Stars 3. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, or whatever you identify as, welcome to Drag is the new spandex. Recap edition episode what what five five oh cinco Cin- oh. technically i mean this is our sixth recording but shh, we don't talk about the lost episode Good lost episode living in the land of the lost <laughs> now we cross the line of past vocals have fallen through time oh. living in the land of the i'm sorry <laughs> it's me oral and i'm here with my one and only best gal pal when it comes to podcasting, Pat. <laughs> Hi. Hi. And we also have, who sometimes fades in and out, like the loves in my life, Eric. <laughs> you never know where I am. <laughs> I never know where they are either. Uh, I love Probably it. under some other guy. It's not. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So we're here to talk about the Warhol Ball, which was the loosest theme i have ever seen for drag race in my life because they didn't do the 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 thing that you normally want where they talk about how like warhol was influential and this that and the other and rue walks around and you know talks to the queens they're like hey bitch 
hey, make this soup can. <laughs> Walk in a soup can. It's like watching them roll out the barrel. And I just... <sighs> Season 10 is literally right around the corner. <laughs> it really is. And all we have to do is get through season three of All Stars, where one of our favorites will win something, and another one of our favorites apparently says, fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh. Now, that's not important. We're not going to go into details because we don't like spoilers of the future. Exactly. We'll spoil the show that was on a couple of days ago. Just like Raven Simone, I don't fuck with you when you're on The View. (laughs) So before we get to the Warhol ball, there is a mini challenge which has seemed to have slipped through the cracks like my vocals of the lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, and, old, the original Sid and Marty Croft version, even though I gave the Nickelodeon 90s version, <laughs> which everyone should have given a shot. It was gritty and real, and you knew they were going to die in year six. Oh. They didn't make it like three seasons. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Space Cases at least made it two. So we have a mini challenge, and this is how Rue introduces the Warhol Ball. It's the pop art Polaroid challenge. Which was cute because we haven't seen that like quick drag boy body but girl face in a while. Girl-ish face. Girl-ish face. Soft-ish face. Soft-ish I don't know what Kennedy was doing. Uh, (laughs) Did she even put makeup on? I'm not quite sure. She was giving me Aaliyah mainly because I've I've just chosen not to look at one eye. What are your eyes telling me? I can look in two places at one time. That was what I was expecting as an answer. Duality. <laughs> She's two-spirited. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to Two Spirits Health and Mental Services, uh, Health and Counseling Services. You guys are amazing. They are. They are. That's a that's a easy plug. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Donate to them because they do an amazing work in the Central Florida area, and they need all the help they can get and support they are the backbone of gay one of the backbones of gay culture and society and in the community they deserve all the kudos exactly and they are a registered nonprofit, so your donations are tax deductible mm-hmm. still while you can for y'all the rich money. homosexuals us lesbians let's be real gay men are are superstitious cowardly lot and we live in the fae and we <laughs> Which means we don't know how to balance checkbooks. <laughs> just a little. So, well, let's get... Ugh, I'm just so bored. I want to talk about everything else but Drag Race right I now. I know. But they, there were some cute little looks. And the winner... There were. The winner was Aja. The winner was Aja. Aja, I think, looked the best. I like her. I, I, like, I like Trixie's Polaroid a lot. Trixie was great. Trixie looked great. Her makeup, though, I don't know who she was paying for. <laughs> Maybe the colorblind that have those amazing glasses that allow you to see in color for the first time, especially with that cute homosexual who didn't say he was homosexual, but we were all new. And I was I was super overcome with emotion and lust. But <laughs> having said that, she looked good. Yeah. That photo of like that portrait of her yeah. looked yeah. great. The only ones I didn't really care for were Kennedy's. And I didn't really like Shangela's. I didn't like that full because they... Shangela's was a look over the shoulder, so there was a lot of like body, and it looked awkward in it that did. kind of style. It did, but it wasn't terrible. No, Nobody none of them are bad. horrible. Mm-mm. I mean, they're all stars. They they know how to make outfits and looks that nobody's going to get red for. That it's the worst outfit they've ever seen on Drag Race. Oh, sure. Wait, never mind. 
We'll get to that. <laughs> so we move right into the challenge, which is Andy Warhol. They didn't talk about the factory. They nobody did a twins look. Like I was I wasn't disappointed by the creativity that I actually let me take that back. The idea of making them brand themselves as soup is a gag for gag's sake. Yeah. But nothing really popped out as outstanding. Like, it was, you know, they were cute. Like, um, BB's was really muted. I thought that worked for her really well. Because she's one note. Oh. We'll get to that. (laughs) And I'll read you to filth and back. If she could put a Diana Ross wig on her can of soup, that would have, I think that would have been perfect. Oh, that would have been great. (laughs) But, you know, I think Trixie's looked the best. As you can see, we're dashing over a lot because literally nothing happened in this fucking episode. No, it was nothing. It's like a lot of drama for drama's sake. And oh, it's not even good drama. Shangela still can't sew. Sewing is fucking hard. She took two months of sewing lessons that showed nowhere in this episode. Fair. Yeah. Aja's didn't really make any sense and that came back to bite her. Honestly, aside from Trixie and Bendela Creme, none of the cans really screamed a big branding opportunity. Yes, BB's had, it'll make you scream Cameroon. That's fine. But when I hear Cameroon, I don't think BB, I think of RuPaul talking about BB Zaharabonet. So it's kind of funny that like, that's what she's going with. Mm. And then Shangela's Hallelupes, I thought was ridiculous. I would have preferred if it said something along, like if her can said, it'll make you say Hallelujah, I'd have been like, oh, okay. Cause you think you hear Hallelujah. And you automatically think of Shangela. Uh oh, hallelujahs! Like <laughs> even yeah. that would have been better. Anything Come that would have jingle ho, right? But sugar tits. Okay, Aja, that just that had nothing. And Kennedy's. Oh dear God, pot she was she was, brand, she was branding. You don't know about no pot but... liquor juice. Pot liquor juice is gold. Okay, that's let me, fine, but it doesn't make me think of Kennedy. Let me let me explain to you. Pot liquor is like. The sweat and the grease that ends up at the bottom. Think collard greens. Homemade collard greens. Because this whole, like, making collard greens for the masses. Even your best, like, barbecue joint or, like, southern joint. Their collard greens are good. And they try to, like, make them a little healthier so you feel like you're aside. But pot liquor, for me, like, growing up, when you make collard greens, collard greens don't taste like vegetables. Collard greens taste like meat. And it's that broth at the bottom, which is, you know, your bacon grease, your smoked turkey, like wings, your ham hocks, all of that kind of stews down. I have literally, and no one can clock me for this because I grew up Southern with Northern sensibilities. I have literally, she's like, mm, I'm going to scoop some of this out, you know, after the collard greens had yeah. sat. And you're just like, or why are you putting all that grease? I'm like, it's not grease. It's pot liquor. You'll see. And you eat all the collard greens out of the bowl and you suck on all the bones. And all you have left is that pot liquor at the back. You drink that like fancy ramen broth. It's amazing. So I got it. It wasn't good. And I see I see why Kennedy thought it would be a good idea. I really just want my mama to make me some collard greens. <laughs> Shit. I text my mom, but she don't know how to use text messages. You know what? I'll just go. Oh, you know, I was like, Mama, Mama, I'm going to come over. Can you make me some collard greens with some ham hocks and some smoked turkey wings? Well, why don't you just roast the turkey wings? Oh, okay. 
You, I could go to the store for you. Side note, if I ever go to the store for my mother, we ain't eating for another four or five hours. <laughs> so I'm just going to give her the idea and then show up. <laughs> Came over for Christmas dinner. I was like, ooh, my mama making ham. I cooked the ham. Me. <laughs> I dressed it and everything. I'm like, y'all didn't do nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Once again, I'd rather talk about these things that all of our listeners find more interesting than this episode. <laughs> of drag race let's continue shall we so the second part of the challenge because you know all you need to do is do a voiceover and come up with a label for a can of soup and that gets you to the second half of the challenge God, who who thought this was a good idea there's so many other things you could have done it God is damn it. it is a step up over the village people ball yes or the village people look at that during the 70s ball or whatever that ball whatever ball that fucking was last season that's true this is definitely a step up okay you're right you're right so not much of a step i mean this wouldn't even be baby steps baby steps you wouldn't even have to file for like a building permit with the city to make these steps in your front lawn Mm -hmm. they're just literally like oh we're just just, right on there it's more like the handicapped ramp yeah, exactly. it's very. It's easy. literally from the from where the handicap ramp meets. I'm sorry, the handi- handicapable, handicapable, accessible ramp meets the cement to like where the blue paint line ends. Since we're talking about the village people, can I say that I've always wanted to sleep with the Native American? Like he, there's an episode of Married with Children where I think he grew into his like full like still kind of baby face but still like daddy like power and I'm just like I love this episode and it's funny and it's smart but there's something that I can't put my finger on now I realize it's because I want to put my mouth on it but (laughs) I was a baby I was still innocent shut up people who know me (laughs) shut up (laughs) talk about them stories so we get to a second half of the runway because I feel like they're making up for last week where you blinked and you missed the runway. Uh-huh. So now you get like 25 minutes of runway. All runway, all episode. Which I, I really like being able to absorb the runway. Yes, absolutely. And their second looks, which was, you know, 70s disco queen, I thought was great. I think that some people took risks. Some people totally missed the mark. And some people were just okay. So, shall we start with the tops, which are so hard to come by in Orlando. Thank God I'm a verse top. (laughs) Verse top 2018? I like how we brand you every year. (laughs) Yeah, it's Dom verse top. Dom butch verse top 2018. Dom verse butch poly top 2018. Don't put my business Ah! on the street. (laughs) I mean, that's not anything new. <laughs> you only live once. What am I going to do? At the end of my life, said, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have had that third orgy in my life. <laughs> I don't have, mama, I don't have orgies. Uh, orgies are what gay people call Oreos. <laughs> it's what you call Oreos, mom. Double stuff. Triple stuff. But double stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, mama. This is why I can't run for Congress. <laughs> Never. Never. No public office for you. They will just, they will find these episodes. They don't got to find anything else. They literally would just put a playlist of Flame On and just let it run. And be yeah, like, I was like, yeah, I said that. Yeah, I said that too. Yeah, that seems actually in this climate, 
I probably could do very well. Actually. Maybe never. I Look, they're compromising. You know what? I'm not even just going to. I'm I'm going to stop. We'll right leave here. that for the private eyes to figure out. <laughs> Thank you. The but private dicks out there. Let's start with the tops. I think Trixie looked phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I love BB's look as well. That Aja basically made for her? That's not the point. <laughs> the point is, she looked, fun- both of them look great because when you think of 70s disco, you think of like that full body suit with the bell bottoms. You had like a vibrant color. It looked almost velour, but not really velour because that bitch would have sweated to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trixie was the most iconic. I think BB's was the most eye-catching. I'd agree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both really outdid themselves when it came to that back half of the challenge. And even though, like, Trixie's soup can was better, and I, I, I like the visual aesthetic of BB's, like, Trixie, I think, knocked it out of the park this week. Absolutely. I think she yeah. 100% deserves that. She deserved it. That win, for sure. Yeah. We'll get to some things. We'll get to some <laughs> things, because I have points. Salient salient point middle of the road kennedy looked good it looked it looked really good yeah it met the challenge for sure yeah and i think she deserved to be safe yes Eh. because she was giving me kelly Rowland at a 70s ball and i Eh. can deal with that i'm down for whatever i like the can was was not good the can i did not like the can i get i I get the mm. idea of pot liquor juice as a thing, but Kennedy put on a completely different character when she was supposed to be branding Kennedy. Oh, no, I'm not talking about the yeah. can. The soup yeah. cans are bullshit. Let's stop talking about it because they only get worse from here. I'm talking about like her her disco look. Well, I liked I liked the arm. I liked the sleeve, the long uh-huh. draping sleeve, and that's where it stopped for me. Her hair looked good. Her face looked good. Like I will 100% agree with Ross on that. Loved her hair and her makeup. She didn't look like a crabby old woman, oh, you which know what? she always yeah. does in the workroom. Yeah, I. you know what? Uh, seeing what you're about to say, I completely, I, I get it. Yes. I totally get it. The the bathing suit mm-hmm. and that belt, that mm-hmm. giant fucking like mirror with some yellow tiles yeah, across it. Yeah. I was like, did she slap a ruler onto that plate and then wear it as a belt? It wasn't ugly per se. It wasn't, but it didn't knock my socks off. And I know that the the cans are bullshit for the most part, but couple that with the outfit, I didn't necessarily agree with that choice. Yeah. Also, middle of the road for me was Bendela. Like it wasn't bad, but it it wasn't anything special. Like I didn't look at that. But it gave me 70s. It absolutely gave me 70s with that pattern. It did. It did. But you know. It it wasn't elevated. Yeah. And that's the thing is that it looked really rough and raw to me. Uh. And well, like if you look at like her earrings when they did close ups, it just it just seemed like not elegant in, in a lot of respects, but it didn't seem polished not to say that she wasn't polished no for sure i, I absolutely job. understand what you're but saying the, yeah there's you know what she needed a shellac yes N- nothing about it. it's it was muted it yeah. was muted and if you do like trixie gave you like a muted fabric but it was sharp yes and 
And Bendela gave you bold, but it wasn't crisp and sharp. And yeah. I think that's what it was missing. Had it been sharper, I think it would have carried like more heft to it. But like I said, she didn't look bad. Yeah, no, for it, sure. It was just, it was there. It's fine. But you you did see, you saw the moment where her heart just dropped out of the race. And and it's, I, I get it. And we'll talk about that when we get to like the workroom. We'll get to that next week when, yeah. <laughs> when that when that really hits home. But um then you have the bottom two and one of them looks alone deserved to be in the bottom two and the other one deserved to be in the bottom two because she mixed and matched. And it yes. wasn't it wasn't like a clear disco. So Shangela was a definition of party city. Oh, absolutely. And it broke my heart because when I, as soon as she walked out and I'm like, a gold record on your head makes sense. Oh, bitch, nobody can see your face. Nobody can see your, nobody can see your face. Nobody Nobody can see see anything. She was behind records. And, and it, it, it obscured who she was. Had I not known that was Shangela walking out, I would have known who that was. Yeah. And that that's a that's a big mistake to make this far in. Now we saw that she had issues in the sewing aspect of the challenge. So, you know, we can kinda give her some leeway, but how it's drag race. If you know you're going back on drag step one after losing on drag race for sewing challenges, you fucking learn how to sew. Ab-so-fucking-lutely. And I... Ah! So, she she so wasn't the only one who didn't know how to sew, though. This is true. This she is just true. didn't ask Aja for help. Oh, true. But, but that's not important, because season one of Drag Race is completely different from All-Star season three. Yeah, but she's had nine years that's to learn. That's also not important. <laughs> I mean, at least Angela was don't like... Don't show me facts. We live in America. <laughs> we don't run on facts. Fake news. <laughs> At least Angie, Angie told us that she took two two months of uh, sewing classes, whether or not it showed. She learned how to make a pillowcase. True. Oh. True. That's what you do in those first couple of sessions. I love it. And then... And she basically did, because she could barely squeeze herself into it. Yep. And she's so thin. Anyway, the final bottom, because... Uh, can we talk about Boyage? Did you see what, <laughs> what you're packing with M- Michelle Visage? I only always start the beginning of it so i can see the looks boy aja i know i don't maybe look like much for a big city gal who lives in new york but if you ever are in orlando and you want somebody who will break your back you let me know (laughs) i thought aja looked great aja didn't i'm sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Book 70s. Yeah. She gave me 50s and 60s. Yeah. She gave me Where Angels Go, Trouble Follows. She gave me Let's Get Together, Yeah, 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 We Can Have a Swing in Time. As like teenagers, but not like, you know, tweens. Starring Haley Mills and Haley Mills. <laughs> she looked gorgeous. I can never take that away from her. That, I think, is one of my favorite like pieces someone's worn on the runway this season. Trixie echoed that same sentiment in the in her confessional when she said that she loved that outfit and she thought it was the best looking outfit on the runway. But it wasn't disco. Yeah, and on top and of that, the judges didn't yeah. like the outfit. So, I mean, if it didn't hit the challenge and the judges don't like it, and you're the one that's got to make a decision, you kind of don't want to look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, whatever. And I mean, we don't know whose lipstick she had. I mean, I think it's a safe bet to say that she had Aja's lipstick also, but Mm -hmm. you never know. You never know. And and so we get to, thankfully, because who literally gives a fuck about this? I Actually, I will tell you, this lip sync is everything I wanted from that other lip sync where I'm just like, they just phoned it it, they didn't phone it in. The I Kissed a Girl, Bendela Shangela, like, yeah. routine. Because they both gave their all. We had, oh, I'm sorry. The, the tops, we, we talked about the tops. I, I don't care about this episode. God damn it. So we have the tops, which are BB and Trixie, I think well-deserved. And they lip sync for their legacy to uh, Diana Ross, the boss. Which if there was yes. ever a time when it felt so stacked in one queen's favor. Yep. It was this one. Because BB came out dressed as Diana Ross. Oh, wait, no. She just came out dressed as BB. Ah. Uh, oh, never mind. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed this. We, I, I have no qualms in saying that Diana Ross is a huge inspiration for BB. Uh-huh. I have no qualms about saying that. But at the same time... You've basically just been Diana Ross this whole time. And now you're lip syncing to Diana Ross. And why is that a problem? It it wasn't, but it doesn't seem like a it doesn't seem like equal footing. If you're gonna go Star Wars uh prequel analogy, she had the high ground. She had the high ground. And sometimes the the, the roll of the dice, you you gotta work. And I Listen, think, she's the mole, she shouldn't have won. That's not the point. <laughs> you gotta make it seem like she's not the mole. When when you look at both of them, those two lip syncs, I think were killer. They were so present in the moment. You could see, like, literally Trixie setting her soul on fire. And that's what the judges said, you know, for this entire challenge. is like, this is the Trixie we wanted to see. Trixie is phenomenal. She is is so smart. And so energetic. And she's able to give you star quality. And that's what you saw in her lip sync. That is amazing. And I will fully admit, the bitch didn't stand a chance. And and for her to stand out in my mind so prominently, 
is is the reason why like i'm really glad i got to see that i think you know anytime trixie's in town and she will be in town in the next couple months and i'm april 22nd on a sunday oh oh bitch it's a sunday it's a sunday yeah it was like a friday or saturday that's why i didn't even look oh no it's a it's a sunday you better get your tickets now tickets are on sale go to dragfans.com okay but as to your point i mean she even said it in the confessional before the the lip sync started she's like the only time she got to lip sync on season seven (gasps) was was against a a slightly sedated twink from brooklyn brooklyn (laughs) and and i I was so proud. Like I want to give her her roses because it was, it was such a performance. I think it was one of the best lip syncs of this entire season, and especially because she got a really great song. Which the last time I heard that song, like just like out and about, was at a club in called Hunters in Fort Lauderdale on their Sunday Sunday like tea dance. Uh-huh. Shout out to Hunters, and when. This song played, all of the gay men who either A, were there, or B, have listened to disco all of their lives like me, who were on the dance floor having that moment. Like, I felt like I was in Studio 54, and when that glitter cannon blew, and, like, we all just kind of lifted our our arms together towards the sky in spirit... Like, it was the 70s again. And that's what Trixie gave me. But what BB gave you was all of that as Diana Ross. You know what she didn't give you, though? Voguing. Because I'm so into voguing right now. Oh, fuck you. Why is she here? Why? Who is she? I was trying to to figure out a way to put it in this episode. Why is Vanessa Hudgens here? Why? Can I tell you real quick? We'll do a sidetrack real quick. When Ben was in town, uh, we were talking outside of the Bear Den like late on the Friday night after the show was over, whatnot. And he's just hanging out uh, with his assistant, and we're chatting. And I joked about that, and I said something along the lines of, "I'm so into voguing right now." And he goes, "Oh my god, you could hear all of our eyes roll <laughs> when that got said." <laughs> It was like, uh, can we get a PA to collect all of our eyes because they have yep. rolled off the stage? Yep. <laughs> but, so, seeing like old pictures of my mother in full like afro, where my mother used to wear like caftans, like, and my mother had a, a like this. I know the seventies was her decade. It was her decade. She literally ruled. She was, she was young enough to go out. I'm sorry. She was old enough to go out, but young enough to be pretty. She was going to all of the good bars in all of the boroughs. Bars would stay open for my mother. Not that she was a party animal, but one guy really liked her. And he like ran this like after hours bar. And he would always make sure it was stocked with freshly squeezed orange juice and vodka because my mother loves screwdrivers. Which explains why I love screwdrivers. It also explains why I stopped drinking screwdrivers. Because I am too young, even though I just turned 30, redacted, (laughs) to start becoming my mother. But seeing Diana Ross echoed in notes of my mother, seeing BB on stage, 
she was the spirit of the decade she was exactly what they wanted she distilled diana ross disco queen and and my big thing is if you like trixie can like give it your all that is called for yes absolutely she she seemed pitch perfect it, not that you know she's up saying it but she was there like i get that me seeing that number is great and then looking at bb she she was fucking diana ross and you can never say she's not and she did that that side dance where she just slowly moved over and she's snapping her fingers and she's not she's giving you everything but she's not giving you much that muted performance literally had me transfixed it's hard to beat that oh absolutely and you and you can't like in that instance trixie literally could have set herself on fire and exploded in like <laughs> disco balls and quaaludes and she still would have lost because, i mean Rue would have been high at that point but <laughs> yeah because it's just uh, that lip sync shows you what a force bb is mole or not you don't sleep on her because she will drag you. You are literally going for the goal. It's right there in front of you. And she instantly makes you get silver. But what would have happened last week if BB had won that challenge? True. BB. You can't Diana Ross. I kissed a girl. You could try. I don't know if it would work. <laughs> but you can try. I don't know what. No, like... she then she gives you Grace Jones. That's no, no, it's fine. Y'all are Diana Ross or Grace Jones. Well, I don't, where is the problem? Where is the problem? I don't know. I, I would find it very interesting to see her lip sync a song that isn't so perfectly suited to her. I, I agreed. You know, and and there's times where I mean, these queens come out and they will rock a song that isn't in their normal like repertoire or kind of their mold. And they'll get out there, and they will rock the fuck out of it. Most of the time, it's because it's lip sync for your life, and uh-huh. bitch, you need to go out there and fucking burst into goddamn quaaludes if you're yep. gonna win this and stay in the competition. But I would like to see. I'd be interested to see BB do something that's not the norm for her on a show like this. Agreed. But I, I agree. With that being said, BB was the winner. She got ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars was written into her mole contract. <laughs> And she admitted she was the mole. I mean, she eliminated Asha. <laughs> oh, my God. You want to talk about crocodile tears? Can we go back to to Rucap number one? Where you... Or no, I'm sorry. Rucap number two? Yes, two. Where you were sitting there bagging on Dela and her crocodile tears. They are fucking how, crocodile tears. How, how manufactured all that was. Bitch, can we talk about the horrible acting, which makes the acting as the mole... So much better. Yes. yes. Because, my God, that was, I swear, I was like, what the fuck Give are you doing? all the Razzies. All of them. <laughs> it was so painful to watch her up there and go through this because it did not feel genuine in any way, shape, or form. And some of those girls have broken down and having to send people home because they develop these bonds and these friendships while filming. And then, you know, it's all star, So they've toured or worked together. This felt like, oh dear God, can you can you tone it down just a notch? Yeah, it was just like in the workroom when they were supposed to, the tops were talking to the bottoms, and she didn't let Aja talk Work at room, all. Workroom, bathhouse, <laughs> woods, park. 
I mean, I children's a- preschool in the dead of night, so you know they're not there. <laughs> We're not listing places you've had sex oral. That's a different podcast. Were we not? I've never had sex in a bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Mama, bathhouses are places you get. They're spas. They're at their spas, mama. And and they give you robes that only go around your waist. I'm sorry, mama. Barely, depending on how big you are. You do. They We're do. not going to talk about that. That's real. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit me talking about that out. I'm just like, so this is the miniest skirt I've ever ran, worn. It's a mini skirt, and I'm really upset. And then I saw, like, the bigger towels, but those were for the really big people. And so I'm just like. Excuse me. First of rude, all. Rude, bitch. Rude. No. In the sense. No. I, as in tall. Oh, uh-huh. Because you literally uh-huh. go from, like. This little hand towel that they give you to a floor length ball gown <laughs> towel. You know what I'm talking about. And I it's do. not the same color. It's yellow. <laughs> it's not the same color. Listen, sometimes you need something that's a little longer to go around your waist, all right? Because not only is it a mini skirt, but then it's got a slit up to the goddamn hilt. We're right? not talking about this. <laughs> We're not talking about this. This can't even make it to Patreon because it's a re- it's a really specific specific color. Just fucking put it on the Patreon. What the fuck do I care? Fuck it. Let's keep it in the episode. Uh, Jessica, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. Also, it's not like I already didn't tell you. <laughs> so Oz is eliminated. She goes back, gets her work, her RuPaul statue, is doing her little speech, does her mirror. And as she's doing her final, like, confessional message, we get the the chiming of the bells and RuPaul saying it's time. And you get the really bad green screen of Chad in Alaska behind her and hit her with the box. And then RuPaul says, you can come out now. It's just us. And here we have Chad in Alaska on the, the runway. And Ru asks how many of the girls she was able to, they were able to capture. And they say that, they think Rue will be pleased, and she tells them to reveal themselves. And where we all got surprised by five queens coming back for their revenge last season, only three showed up on the stage for this revenge. Why could that be? Some people might have been a little bitter. Or maybe. sour. Or expired. Curdled. Chunky. And then the other one is literally on the hunt for Bob the Drag Queen <laughs> who has been placed in the Witness Protection Agency and is now being referred to as Katya oh. yeah. on Viceland. Uh, it's mm, Thorgy and Milk aren't here. So you have the the tatted one, the black one, and the other one. <laughs> Pretty much. For their revenge which is not as great as Rupologize. I just want to state that. We all knew it. Because that's what? A loss of income. Mm-hmm. That's a loss of income. <laughs> I just... So, ladies and gentlemen, and whatever you identify as, because you exist on the spectrum. That's not it? No. What? So that's this episode. However, because in just a couple of weeks... 
Drag Race Season 10 starts. That's right! The big thing for regular season fans or the Nancy Drews that have been waiting for this, because they didn't really tell you much. You just knew Season 10 was coming. They revealed the queens in a cute little commercial. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was I thought it was actually really cute with the neon and then the big X and the runway. Oh, I bring never it to the saw runway. The commercial. Bring, bring, bring it to the runway. You gotta Cats show me the commercial. The I will. So we have the season ten cast reveal reveal. Uh, they did it as a Facebook live. They did that commercial at the end of the show on Thursday night after the original airing, and then did a Facebook live session hosted by Sasha Valore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these season 10 queens, for it being the 10th season, are really getting the shaft on this promotional bandwagon. They They get like three weeks of being able to tell people I'm on the show before the show starts. And I'm just going to run it down. We'll have, uh, we'll reach out to our our season correspondent. (laughs) Because, you know. Girl, where you back in town? (laughs) We'll get Ginger on the show and we'll do a. Girl, uh, let's get some drinks. Get a brunch. Let's do a brunch. You know what? You you don't have to work every brunch, girl. I don't think you're contractually obligated to do a brunch every calendar year at Hamburger Mary's. We'll get drinks. And fuck that shady bitch, Shangela. <laughs> uh, so I'll run down the queens. Go check them out. And then uh, we will do a, a more in-depth dive into the season 10 girls as All Stars 3 wraps and Season 10 starts all within a week of each other. Oh, God. So the announced queens, you have Asia O'Hara. You have mm-hmm. Blair St. Clair, who we all knew was on the show because last October, while they were filming, she violated her probation. Is that the attractive one with the muscles? I believe so, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, you have Dusty Ray Bottoms. Eureka O'Hara, who took up Rue on her invite to come back for season 10. You have one of my favorite names, Calorie Carb-Dashian Williams. Mm-hmm. Carb-Dashian. I love it. Uh, Cameron Michaels, Mayhem Miller, Ms. Cracker, Monet Exchange. I've been waiting for Monet Exchange to show up on Drag Race. I'm so excited. Well, there's two bits of information with Monet that maybe you do or do not know. One, which is a little more commonly known because it's it's the drag world. Uh, she is Bob the Drag Queen's drag daughter. Mm-hmm. And the second, which Brian just found out, uh, I think Thursday or Friday, Monet is a, uh, a fraternity brother. No. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. So there's uh so there's some fraternity love uh in this season's cast. Uh Monique Hart, Vanessa Venji Mateo. I'm probably screwing that up so badly. V-A-N-J-I-E. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. I didn't watch the Meet the Queens thing. I had to work afterwards, I'm sorry. Uh you have the Vixen and then Yuhua Hamasaki. Which you know what? Let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. So we've got those queens. The new season starts on March 22nd, literally a week after Drag Race ends. And I thought we were going to get a break. We don't get a break. And then it goes to 90 minutes, all episodes of 90 minutes, and you get that half hour untucked. So two hours of your Thursday night, carve that out now. Which means my Friday mornings or Sunday, I'm just like, girl, I know we just went to the grocery store and I know we cleaned this house, but bitch, I gotta watch this episode of Drag Race. Well, we will not be doing weekly episodes for uh, our recaps for season 10. We'll do the, the premiere, uh, 
maybe a halfway and then in. Well, funny you say that. We actually had a tweet from Ron, who, after we mentioned that in the last episode of hey, our Ron. recap, Ron did tweet at us and asked us uh, if we could do a beginning, middle, and end recap for season 10. Well, you know what? I'm going to pretend like I checked Twitter. and <laughs> Yes, Ron. You were just you clairvoyant. Yeah. You were that in tune. into the future. Imagine life would be the dream. And I think that's I think that's a perfect amount for that because these are new queens. It's tough to do a recap and feel invested when you have so many new queens that you don't know. Uh-huh. Granted, yes, we met Eureka last season, but you know we'll do our our in depth look at the cast. Uh, most likely with Ginger Minge, we get her back into the studio in the next week or so, and then uh, we'll check into the midway point, see how we feel about all of our our queens, and then yeah, you know we'll recap who the next drag superstar of the world is also monet if you haven't gotten a personal bodyguard you know thorgy is coming for your entire (laughs) life don't trust that bitch don't accept any gifts if you see a white bitch with dreads call them colonizer and run (laughs) oh and with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. If you can follow us on the interwebs. You can find us on Facebook at Flame On. We're on Twitter, Flame On Podcast. We're also on the Instagram. I assume it's another version of Flame On. I don't, I don't use the gram. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything else is just Flame On Show. And okay. Twitter is Flame On Podcast. But you can find it all by going to flameonshow.com. Scroll into the bottom, and we have all of our social icons down there. Just click on one, and you can find us. Yep. We're on Podchaser. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. And if you want to support the show because we are listener-supported, who girl, look, we don't even have a crudite. It's Sunday, and we don't even have a crudite. But if you want to support us because it does make a difference, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. And you can actually earmark dollars for us because fuck the rest of them hoes. Not really. <laughs> we're, we're all very, very friendly. So, listeners, thank you. We'll be here next week when we watch another episode of As Paint Drives. Oh, it's the revenge. Maybe it'll be more interesting. Mm-hmm. There's even a Spice Girl. Which one? Baby Spice. Boo! <laughs> But what, what makes me laugh is that Nancy Pelosi still hasn't been on this season, so I feel like Nancy Pelosi's going to help pick a winner. As she should. <laughs> As she tried. Uh-oh. She did her best. Later, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.